It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And Joe Heffernan uh, joining us. Good afternoon to you, Joe. Good afternoon, Patricia. And firstly, well done on your CD launch. We had a couple of texts in on Monday saying that it was a fantastic launch and people really enjoyed it. Great, great. Yeah, and so did we. Yeah, so it, it went was well. wonderful. And is it still, the, the CD is still on sale? Well, now the CD is being distributed to shops. And, we, for example, um, we, we brought some over to Super Value in Boerbui um, uh, early this morning. And uh, we hope to get them out to the shops pronto. And... Um, and we hope that people will support the Air Ambulance. Um, it's a fantastic CD, 23 tracks and costing a tenner. Now, with the modern age and all that too, um, um, uh, I was very, very disappointed to hear that the, the, the newer modern cars now don't have a CD player. So there'll be a possibility of buying a CD plus um, a USB stick. Um, so you can uh, play it in the car. twenty euro. So you can play the, it in the car. The USB sticks are costly, and um, uh, that's a bit of a bargain, really. Okay. And then a person can play them in the car and have the CD at home. Well done. Well, well done. And uh, Mary, who was at the launch, says, "Please say hi to Joe and thanks for my first hug without a mask. It was a good hug. <laughs> Joe is a great hugger. She got a hug from me at the launch last Sunday. Well done. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. Well, well, okay. well, well done, and we hope it makes uh, lots of money because yeah. it's in well, a good Well, I'd just cost. like to say thanks to Leo Fitzgerald um, for the use of the studio music raw." His dad, Mike Fitzgerald, for Star Treks. Um, uh, Peter Burke provided the music. All the artists on the um, on the CD, plus, of course, Kjol Tori Clark. Um, and, of course, as always, um, uh, wife Mary, who is uh, supportive in all these uh, ventures. Okay, well done, well done. Yeah. Okay, now we got an email in uh, last week um, uh, towards the end of the programme and you took a look at it and, and you're going to deal with it today. And just to uh, tell listeners, it was from Donald, one of our listeners, who unfortunately his relationship split up. Now, it, he broke up from the relationship about four and a half years ago. But his problem is he keeps thinking about the relationship, what went wrong, what happened. And he feels because of that, he's just not able to move on. He's often heard you reference obsessive compulsive thinking and he's feeling that's exactly what is happening to him and he cites the example even if he's chatting with friends and they're having a normal conversation about anything and nothing he said in the back of his mind he's having another conversation obviously with his ex he's rehashing the 
relationship and it always goes back to him thinking of her and he's just finding it hard to move on and he's wondering any advice from uh, Joe. And you're likening this to a grieving process. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, uh, a lot of people would associate the word grieving and grief with a death, um, which uh, it usually is. But any loss can result, Patricia, in the very same process um, as um, the grief process. And there are five, um, and I think that's what's happening here. Um, I I think that we'll come to number three, which is bargaining. And um, I think that um, Donald might be stuck in that part of the grieving process. Will will I run through the steps? Yeah, please do. Yeah. Well, the first one would be denial and isolation. Right. The first reaction to learning of loss is to try to rationalise overwhelming emotions. Um, it's a defense mechanism and it buffers the immediate shock. We block out the the words and we hide from the facts and um, this then is a temporary response um, uh, that carries us through the first wave of pain. It, it, the words that go with it would be kind of like, I can't believe this. This can't be true. Yeah, almost feeling numb. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Now the second phase in that uh, would be anger. Yeah. No. As the masking effects of denial and isolation begin to wear off, reality and its pain that accompanies it re-emerge. Uh, we're not ready. The intense emotion is deflected from our own vulnerable core and it's redirected and expressed instead as anger. The anger may be aimed at inanimate objects, um, you know, uh, the coffee cup that gets broken. Um, Complete strangers may be seeing a couple uh, walking uh, along the the footpath um, and being angry at the fact that um, uh, that's not um, one's own situation any longer. It can be directed at friends or family. In, in other words, like a person can be in a right, angry mood. Just being angry with the world. Angry with the world, you couldn't put it better. Angry with the world, angry with everyone and everything. Yeah. And then, um, no, the, the, the problem with this grief is, uh, I call it the grief wheel. It's not linear. In other words, like, okay, I'm through the denial phase. I'm through the anger phase. I won't be back there again. But one can very well be back there again because it's circular. It goes round and round until eventually we get up near number five. But anyway, number three, bargaining. The normal reaction to feelings of helplessness, vulnerability, is um, a yearning, a need to regain control and the the kind of thoughts and and uh, that might go with this phase is gee if only i had done things differently if only i never said that 
if only we got counselling as a couple, if only we had tried to be kinder to each other, etc., 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 and, you know, kind of like, um, uh, this wouldn't have happened if. Yeah. And uh, that we'll call that the bargaining phase. Um, and then the fourth one, well, I mean, one could well, if they didn't uh, know our five phases, would be well able to forecast the next one, depression. Sadness, regret, they predominate um, uh, this phase. Uh, regrets, like we've kind of mentioned already, and this phase, it can be eased um, by simple clarification and reassurance, maybe from close friends and family. We 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 need a bit of what we'll call um, helpful cooperation and a few kind words. And just like the lady that rang in a while ago that you were saying, sometimes all we really need is a hug. Um, we just need to have our friends around us. And we need to be able to share. Because thoughts at times um, and feelings uh, can sort of, as it were, overwhelm us. And, um, and it's good to share those um, with someone that we trust. Um, or we can make a phone call and make an appointment with uh, someone in the in the counselling um, uh, profession, um, and you know talk it over and um, maybe shed a few tears, maybe anywhere to express um, all of the uh, feelings and thoughts that are going with the breakup. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd be talking about depression, um, I, uh, reactive depression. Sometimes a person can, can be depressed and they can't put their finger whatsoever on why am I feeling so low, I don't know. But in this case, you're talking reactive depression, which is there's a, a re- reaction yeah, to and a life so, Yeah, so there's a reason for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then it's, but you're going through all of this process in the hope of getting to acceptance. Absolutely. And that's the hard part. Number five, the hard part, but the necessary part. And this is marked by kind of um, uh, finding calm, finding, you know, the word itself, finding acceptance. Coping with loss um, is ultimately deeply personal and a, a very individual experience. And um, I suppose nobody can help you go through it more easily or understand all the emotion that you're going through. Only how to deal with it yourself is the answer. Even though there's others can be there for you and help to comfort you through this process, the best thing you can ever do is to allow yourself to feel the grief as it comes over and accept. No. Um, here's here's a good example of, I think, of exactly what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. It's another Joe, Joe and Kilmallock. Listening mm. to your conversation, contacted us. His wife 
died of cancer a number of years ago and he describes certainly in the early days of walking in what he says was complete darkness and he gave an example that about a week after he buried his wife he was standing outside the local super value store and he was staring over at the credit union building and in his mind he was thinking God it must be busy in the credit union because she's late coming out and he suddenly realised he was standing waiting for his wife to walk out of the credit union as he'd obviously done every single week in the previous years until he suddenly realised he'd buried her the previous uh, weekend and the realisation uh, really hit him and he said he reckoned it took him a good three years uh, he said I had to jump out of it he said I'm back enjoying listening uh, to music I have gorgeous memories now of my wife but he said a lot of it is down to self-help nobody can do it for you you have to go through it yourself and that's a really good summing up of it isn't it? Absolutely Absolutely. I remember working um, with a person. Um, golly, I'm going back over 20 years. And um, it was, um, you know, a man who was simply not coping with the death of his wife. Um, just like uh, Joe there mentioned now. And um, eventually, um, in the work we were doing, um, no, I'll 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 make up a name. Um, I'll go X, um, and um, eventually he said, um, "My wife X is dead," and he used to repeat that, and that was the kind of uh, cathartic for him because it was a statement of acceptance. My wife X is dead. God, that's so and sad. Imagine, yeah. imagine. Yeah. Um, he just couldn't get uh, acceptance. any acceptance yeah. of the fact that his beloved wife had died. And like, and, and like the old saying, you know, time is a great healer. And, and, and yeah. it is. But when you're going through it, that it, I, I always think I would never say that to somebody who is grieving because I think it's probably the last thing you want to hear because when you're going through it you, you can never imagine a happy day you can never imagine that the sun is going to shine or you're going to laugh or smile again uh, and it, it just you know I think Joe in, in Kilmallock there summing it up it, you know, it, it took him a full three years and it, yeah. it differs from one person to the next Absolutely, as we were saying, it's entirely individual. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, what, and, and people, we often talk about this um, when we talk about bereavement, that there's no right way and that there's no wrong way. There's one's own way of dealing with this. But um, it is fair to say that after four and a half years, that we would wish Donald well and we would hope that he would get to the acceptance stage and to accept that the relationship is over. Yeah, and, um, and, and he will one day, but you can almost, in his email, when he, you know, when he's talking about chatting to people and the back of his mind, he's still having the conversations with his ex, with his former partner, is to try to stop those conversations. Yes, or the fact that the memory comes into his mind. Yeah. And, um, you know, we did talk, we often spoke on, on our slot on C103 um, of uh, obsessive thinking. And, um, you know, uh, one of the um, uh, things that we can do that is not helpful would be to fight the thought. I mustn't think about that. I mustn't think about that. Because the more we do that, the more we're giving it power. 
So it's uh, it's maybe much better to look at it with interest rather than fear, to kind of say, oh, okay, there I go, okay, thinking about X again, and um, plenty of room for that in my head. Meantime, I'm dealing with today. I have A, B, and C to do, and I must remember to make that phone call about business um, or whatever. Mm. Um, I must remember to collect that at the shop uh, when I go there, um, etc. Um, to try and live in the day and um, and to accept the thought rather than to fight it. Um, you know, I remember an example. Somebody saying in a in a consulting room in a in a psychotherapy setting, um, uh, a rule like a rule. The rule was we must not think about rabbits. And as sure as God, there was rabbits <laughs> running all over the floor. It's the first thing I've thought of. Now the minute you said it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so if we say I must not think about that, we're actually giving it uh, power because we're sort of saying it frightens me, it upsets me, giving it power. Whereas if we say, fine, okay, there goes that thought again, that's okay. And meanwhile, um, I must remember uh, to collect a litre of milk, um, you know, uh, that that is, um, that is a way of... Um, of of minimising the um, the uh, the distress yeah. that the thought is, is causing. Absolutely, and Anna Maria says the grieving process for her started a year after her mother died. She said for the first year, I believe my mother was going to walk back in the front door. Her gr- grieving was delayed by about a year, and she said it isn't always straightforward. Yeah, and that's well, that's exactly that denial and isolation. Absolutely. That very first yeah. uh, part of the grieving yeah. process. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Listen, we have to leave it there. We will talk again next week, Joe. Thank you for that. This is Joe Heffernan. He runs a counselling practice in Bohapui. His number is 86 A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.